This episode is one of the deep dive modules that we run every single week for Propane Protocol members. Occasionally we like to post these out as podcasts so that we can share the love, but if you want full access to all of these inside our flagship program to optimize your physique, diet, mindset, habits, productivity, and much more, then join the Propane Protocol at propaneprotocol.com. Upgrade yourself. Hello. I fixed the microphone. Finally. Figured out what it was. So last week, if you were watching the Q&A, there was a buzzing over the microphone, and so I had to use the internal mic. Stupidly, having bought two more cables for the mic, messaged support, called them up, fiddled around with all the settings and the, the, the ends of the cables in case they'd been bent or anything, it was because the charger for the laptop was plugged in, causing some kind of interference. So I fixed that now by simply unplugging the charger. Also, if anyone's wondering what this orange thing is, great life hack. It's called Sugru, S-U-G-R-U. Uh, you can buy it for about £3 and it reinforces your cables, your chargers, that kind of thing. So helpful um, when these chargers cost £85 a piece and they break so easily. So get a hold of some Sugru. It, uh, you put it on like plasticine and it dries up within 24 hours and then it just reinforces things. And you can use it for little bits to hold your toothbrush or whatever as well. Great. So, guys, um, nobody is watching yet, but we are going to talk a bit about fear setting today. It's a new technique that um, I discovered recently and wanted to share it with you guys as well as some Q&A. So the first thing is that fear setting is the shadow side to goal setting. And the risk with goal setting only is that you end up kind of living in with your head in the clouds and not actually considering the obstacles that come in the way. So what fear setting does is it really takes these unconscious fears that we have and we're afraid of happening, brings them out into the conscious and actually defines them, makes them as clear as possible. And then you realize that they're not as scary as they seem once you start to put things into perspective. So I've got this idea from Tim Ferriss. Really good guy, worth checking out if you haven't seen his uh, podcast and stuff. Very, very good at synthesizing a lot of information and being very Pareto efficient. So taking the <clears throat> 10 to 20% of stuff that produces the 80 or 90% of results. So really helpful. So what is fear setting? The first thing, or how to do it really, is you define the worst things that could happen in your life. Okay, so you can divide your life into the four quadrants that we talk about. So body, being, balance, and business, if you want to be really systematic about it. But the best way is just follow the golden thread. Pick the one thing that is most at the forefront of your consciousness right now and try and define it. What are the worst ways that it could go wrong? Um, if what, what doubts and fears and what ifs all come up? What would be the permanent impact of that? And will it be the end of your life or not? And also it's important that um, if you want to really get the most of this, you can actually type these out or write it down. Some people find writing is more therapeutic and allows you to be more unfiltered. Um, I'm just impatient and I type quite fast, so I prefer to, to do that. But anyway, define that fear and what is, what's the likelihood that it's going to happen and what would be the permanent impact of it. So once you've done that, then we move on to prevent so we then want to list how can you stop those things from happening. 
what steps could you take to start repairing the damage? What can you do to get things back on the upswing? Even if it's just temporary, what's kind of the stop gaps that you can do? And the chances are, once you start thinking of these solutions, it's easier than you imagine to get things back on track. Let's say with your, the worst case with your diet is that you go on an absolute three-week binge, you gain 20 kilos of body fat, a bit like Fat Nick. If you haven't seen that, I'll post in the comments of the, the link for that. Uh, in fact, I'm going to set a reminder to do that. Fat Nick. Um, so, yeah, check out that video. It's pretty horrendous. Um, you then end up being so obsessed with food during that binge that you push all of your close relationships away and you're like, no, I don't like you, I hate you, I just want pizza, I just want cake. And um, you isolate everyone, you gain 20 kilos. Three weeks later, you're in a terrible state, you're lying on the floor, McDonald's wrappers everywhere. What do you do? Well, the steps to repair that damage are not as... So it's not as permanent as it sounds like. It's not going to be the end of your life. You can start to repair the damage socially by calling up your family, friends, and saying, look, I'm really sorry. This cake demon took over me, caused me to go on a massive binge on a rampage, and um, I said some things that I might regret. I said that cake was the only true love in my life, when actually, really, you are. And so you can start to repair that damage. Maybe it's not going to be... 100% 100% perfect, but you can start to build things back up. Diet-wise, you're 20 kilos heavier, you can plan out a diet to start losing that again. Easy come, easy go. So if you you could then spend the next couple of weeks on a quite an aggressive diet, you'd maybe lose half of the weight that you've regained. And then the following eight or 10 weeks, you can start to gradually um, lose the rest of it. And take advantage of that time as well by training more. So you can see the, the, what I'm getting at here is that you're picking ways that you can then actionably start to recover that potential damage if the worst case scenario were to happen. So then consider what are the um, outcomes of the or outcomes or benefits of those repairs. If something happens, then um, what would it be? In fact, let's move on to repair that. So. If you were to repair each bad thing, what would be the benefits? It might even bring you closer together with the people that you've damaged that relationship with because they've seen a vulnerability, they've seen that you've you've see, you've sought refuge in them, you've said, you know what, um, I was wrong here. It might bring you guys closer together. What are the uh, potential um, outcomes as well? So if they are internal, it might be that you've lost the weight again, you've gained the confidence that even if you have a blowout, you're actually robust enough to be able to get back on it and be able to restore your physique. Um, how likely are these to happen? And what would be the impact on a scale of 1 to 10? So how likely is it, if the worst case scenario happened, that you could still produce a relatively good outcome? Um, so other things to consider would be, if you were to be fired from your job today, then what would you do to get things back under financial control? Um, what are you putting off out of fear? So usually fear is the thing that we most, it is a signal of the thing that we most need to do. And if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I've got that big task or that big project that I need to do, and it keeps getting pushed, put off, that's usually the thing that if you were to spend two hours doing just that, you would have the most successful day that you could envisage for that day. So you get the picture of this, that you define what the worst outcome would be. You figure out ways that you can um, recover or repair the damage if things go wrong. 
And then to prevent that from happening, here is what we do. So, first of all, list what defences can you put up to stop those bad things happening. Now that you know that even if they did happen, you'd still be able to fight them off if there was a problem. And also consider what is it costing you to not do the thing that you think you're supposed to be doing. So I'll repeat that. What, what is the emotional, the financial and the physical cost of you postponing action and not stepping forward with making that progress? Remember, the pain of regret is so much more than the pain of failure or the pain of discipline. That's the, uh, the Bruce Lee quote, isn't it? Suffer the pain of discipline or suffer the pain of regret. You get that choice all the time. And you don't want to look back 10 years later and realise that um, you've wasted your life not taking those steps towards your goal out of fear or out of... Um, what's even worse is that out of fear of something that was so undefined and actually not as scary a monster as it seemed, but because it wasn't brought into consciousness and defined and action plans taken out, then it just was held at arm's distance in a kind of um, fearful, let's hope this goes away kind of mindset. So then the final thing is, you just telescope out that 10 years and know that with 100% certainty, there is a path of disappointment and regret if you don't make that action, if you don't um, take that risk. And the greatest risk is inaction, because there is a definite downside to doing that. So what are you waiting for? Um, if you can't answer this question, this is from Tim Ferriss, that can't answer this without resorting to the previously rejected concept of good timing, then you are afraid, just like the rest of the world. Measure the cost of inaction. Realise that unlikelihood and repairability of most missteps. Develop the most important habit of those who excel and enjoy doing so. Take action. So hopefully that is helpful for you guys. Another way that you can start mapping this out further if you're writing this down is list the costs at a six-month point of not acting. List the costs in a year's time of not acting. Physical, financial, social, emotional. And in three years' time. And that's when it starts to really sting, because you can think, three years ahead, if I'm still not making progress with this, then I've wasted that time. I'm going to look back at my 40-year-old self or 50-year-old self and be like, damn, this was a waste. So thought that was a cool concept. Let me know your thoughts. If anyone goes through the fear-setting process um, and you're not afraid to, to post the results or the, the cliff notes on the group, please do. Very keen to see your thoughts on that. Hey, Johnny here. Just a really quick interruption to this episode to let you know about a resource we now have up and running on propinfitness.com. One of the most popular questions we get from readers and listeners is, hey guys, what would you recommend for my starting calories for fat loss or muscle gain? How much protein, carbs, fat? How many calories should I eat to begin my journey as a starting point? Normally, this is something that we do for clients when they come into our program, The Appropriate Protocol. But recently, we have opened up the calculator that we use for all of our clients so that you can get a free calculation, a free starting point of what we would recommend if you were to start as a client with us for your protein, carbs, fats, and calories overall for either fat loss or muscle gain, customized to you and your goal. If you want to get access to that, it is totally free. 
you just have to go to propanefitness.com forward slash calculator, enter your information, and we will send your macros and your calorie recommendations to that email address. And we'll also send you a few free resources over email just to pad that out and ensure that you have the best possible chances of reaching your goals in fat loss and muscle gain. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Cool. So I'm going to quickly check if we have any questions live. Otherwise, we've got a few from you guys that I will get to. Um, Slow internet. I've got two monitors now, which is lovely. So it's been pretty good for productivity. Cool. No questions so far. Just give me a shout if you do. Right. So first question is from Chinzia. She says, I have to do some five rep max tests next week. Um, In fact, I'm going to move that over here. Here we are. Um, 87.5 kilos for as many reps as possible. How long is it okay to rest between reps to get a realistic estimated one rep max? i.e. can I rest for 10 seconds with the bar on my back or is that cheating? So the problem is if you set your max resting for 10 seconds, then that's going to be your max where you rest for 10 seconds between reps. And so the rest of your training cycle will also require that you rest for 10 seconds between reps because you're really pushing the high end of that. So you've set a precedent at the start during the max testing. That means you then have to start replicating that for the rest of the cycle. So I would say just do a regular set rest one to three seconds between reps only. Otherwise, if we start doing funny business, then it means you have to continue that funny business for the rest of the training cycle. Hopefully that makes sense, Jizio. Lorita says, when I go and get under the bar, I set myself up and get ready for a squat. I take two steps back, and then in the split second that I start my descent, my feet change position. And it's really annoying, I can't control it, It makes me lose confidence and concentration because I don't know if I'm in the right position and it ruins my mind-muscle connection. Is this normal and can I fix it? So someone's asked her to clarify and she said, it's like that my toes point in a different direction to where I left them. So I step back and I mentally anchor my feet on the floor and then that's when I'm ready. And then as soon as I start the descent, the feet shift. So yeah, there, there is a solution to this and you can fix it, Verita. So the first thing to do is to assess your hip internal rotation and your hip external rotation. So the position of your feet and your knees is always obviously determined by the hips, how rotated they are in, how rotated the, the rotated the femur is in the capsule. So the first test you can do is this one. That hasn't worked. Great. Um, here we are. Nope. Third time lucky. Here I am bragging about my new monitor and then that right. So this is the first test you can do. This test your hip internal rotation. So um, lie on your front and touch your feet together and just allow your feet to start splaying out like that. Ask someone to take a look, <laughs> someone that's not going to think you're a weirdo, and see whether, first of all, how much your feet come out by. It should be roughly as much as this woman, so Um, 30 to 45 degrees would be great. If it's any less than that, or if you're struggling with this, that's a clear sign that you need to work on the hip internal rotation. And I know it looks like external rotation, but that's because obviously we're thinking from the perspective of the hip. So if you were to turn the knees in, then that's internal and turn the knees out, it's external. So the other thing to look for is whether one foot drops out further than the other. 
And if that's the case, then there is a left to right imbalance. And so that needs to be addressed. And that's probably what's going to be causing the feet to shift as soon as you start descending, because the muscle is simply not flexible enough to maintain that position that you had at the start. So do that test. If that test is positive, meaning if you find that there is a problem there, then this is the stretch to be doing. So lying on your back, have your feet out wide and allow your knees to start dropping in, uh, keeping your feet flat on the floor. It's a pretty uncomfortable stretch. Even if you um, haven't got this problem, it's worth trying it out and seeing how it feels. If that's too easy for you and you want to progress, the other thing you can do is the swastika stretch where you're sit sitting on the floor and uh, I'm going to have to demonstrate this, I think, because it's a little bit, a little bit difficult. So I'm sleeping on the floor, by the way. That's, uh, that's for another day to explain. But the swastika stretch, moving house. So there's a bunch of stuff everywhere. Right. Left knee out like this. Right knee out behind you. Both knees at right angles. And then lean forward like that. And then lean over to that side. That is a much more profound stretch than the other one but it's worth a try so give that a go if the problems so this problem will generally be if your feet once you step out they kick inwards so they start to um, shift inwards when you start to start the descent if the opposite is happening and your feet are shifting outwards then it's more likely you've got tight external rotators of, of your hip which would make sense because the external rotators rotate your hip externally, and so if they're tight, they're always going to be shortened and pulling the hip, pulling the, the feet out to the side. So the hip external rotators tend to be your glutes and your piriformis. So the stretches for that are this one. So if you're sat on your chair, one foot over the other, and then hug that knee, bringing your chest up like that, trying to get your chest flat along this leg as much as you can. And then the other one that you can do is if you're sitting on the floor, we've got a demonstration of this one in the gym as well, but is to sit like this and just let this one flop down and then start to lean forwards. So you're not hugging the knee this time, you're just allowing it to rest like that. That's another nice one that you can do which doesn't require as much active effort so you can relax into the stretch more. If your leg is not very high off, if your leg's quite high off the floor you can put a cushion underneath to allow the limb to feel more supported as well, which really helps. So I hope that helps Larita. So yeah, try both of those and let us know. Jack says, I'm back from three weeks travelling Next week, having done relatively little in the way of exercise, other than the odd bit of body weight bits here and there, any advice on proceeding with the training blocks? So yeah, I would repeat the current cycle that you are on right now, as Joe has said, um, and drop the uh, drop the maxes by 10 to 15%. So don't worry about strength losses, just basically get yourself back in the groove of it. Even that will have a training effect because it's a restoration of volume, so... Yeah, just be, um, as Joe said, be aware of the DOMS.
because uh, it's coming. The doms are coming. All right. Um, hopefully that helped everyone. I'm going to check the group once more for any live comments. And I will post the Fat Nick video in the comments too, which is a bodybuilder who went on a mad binge post-contest post post and ended up gaining a lot of weight. And it's pretty insane. All right. Uh, back onto the normal times next week. Speak to you guys soon. Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Propin Fitness Podcast. We have a short request and a potential prize for you. If you enjoyed that episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It just helps the podcast reach more people and allows us to devote more resources and time to making this podcast better every single week. In return, we are going to be selecting one of the reviews announcing it live on the podcast every single week and sending you two of our programs completely free of charge, both Faster Fat Loss and the V-Taper program. One is obviously a fat loss program, eight weeks long. One is the V-Taper program, which is muscle gain focused on the upper body designed to basically get you a massive bench press, huge chest and a massive chin up. Who doesn't want those things? So we're going to be sending both of those to the best review. And all you have to do in order to enter this prize draw to win those two programs is to head over to iTunes, or head over to propinfitness.com to get the link for the podcast and then visit iTunes that way and leave us a short review with your honest feedback, your honest comments. Let us know what you think of the podcast, what we can do better, what you like, what you don't like, and you'll be automatically entered into the prize draw to win one of these programs. We'll see you on the next episode and we hope to be shouting your name out very soon. Shout, shout, shout.